Hello and welcome back to the CFL Podcast. I am Matt and I hope you guys are doing fantastic out there. Today's episode, it's going to be all about practice. I feel that sometimes in CrossFit we want to rush. We rush to be the first in the Metcon, we rush to get the PR, we rush to have the best time in the class. But in order to get better, in order to make really great improvement, we need to slow down in practice. So whether you are an athlete, whether you are a coach, this will give you some strategies on how to do just that and start to value practice more than just being first in the Metcon. I hope you guys enjoy. I think one of the reasons why I enjoy when people first start CrossFit so much is because there's so much to learn. There's so much to practice. There's a lot of skills, whether that be a gymnastic skill or whether that be a technical skill with a barbell that is need to be uh, learned that you are first exposed to, or whether it's just foundational mechanics, learning the squat and the overhead press and the deadlift correctly for the first time. There's just an abundance of stuff that needs to be learned. And uh, as we get higher and higher into these skills, as we go from you know snatching the barbell to more weight, as we go from our first kipping pull-up to our first ring muscle-up, there's a certain level of practice that needs to come mandatory with every single one of those movements. And I think the reason why I really enjoy it so much is there's so much of our world is looking for shortcuts. We're always looking for, well, how can I get the best results the fastest way possible with putting in the least amount of work? And I mean, I even see it all the time in all these YouTube apps. They're like, you want passive income? Like, newsflash, there's no such thing as passive income. No one just sits there and gets free money. At some point, you had to put in a whole lot of groundwork to get you to where you are. And I think the same thing is true when it comes to our skills in CrossFit. A lot of the times, we come into the box, we see a lot of these people, what they've achieved by working many years. You know, we see the heavy snatches and clean and jerks. We see the high skills. We see people walking on their hands, and we want that right away. And you need to remember that the barbell, the pull-up bar, the gymnastic skills does not care about your feelings and what you think you should do or where you think you should be. And the biggest thing I notice is right about that eight month to the year mark is, and I'm going to go over here and say this is mostly kind of younger males, but I have dealt with it with um, some females and stuff before, but mostly the younger guys get super impatient because they all want to compete. I want to win the open. I want to make it to what would have been regionals, but now a sanctional level competition. Assuming those are things in the future, but they very quickly want to rush there. And right when they hit that eight month mark to a year is they start to feel that they're owed something. Man, I've been doing this for a year. Why can't I move forward in my snatch? I've been doing this for a year. Why can't I do butterfly pull-ups yet? And then I present the good old fashioned accountability merit. And I say, hey, how long have you practiced your technique with just a barbell or a PVC pipe? And I don't mean do it a few reps and then rush to get some weight on there and like find a max for the day. I mean like legitimately set a timer and worked with just an empty barbell, isolated your positions on the cleaner jerk and snatch and just practiced. And a lot of times you get this look like, practice is that a metcon you know they're confused and same thing with the gymnastics movements you know you you can't expect to practice a few arcalo swings do maybe one butterfly tutorial uh, on youtube show up at the gym the next day and then apply that to fran with your set of 21 pull-ups it just it doesn't work that way and even though you've started to put in a decent amount of time reevaluate that time that you've been putting in and ask how much time has actually been quality practice. And for those of you guys that are coaching out there, I really think a gentle reminder, especially as we go through, like a lot of times I get these people like we're about to start a workout and let's say it has like bar muscle ups into it. 
And, you know, we're getting, I'm getting the class set. We're just about ready to go. I'm just kind of checking back in with everybody, making sure everybody, you know, had, if anybody has any last minute questions or if there's anything else they need. And I get the one person that's like, hey, can you show me a bar muscle up? <laughs> like, yes, but even if I do so, or even if I give you one to two tips, there's no way you are going to jump on the bar and start knocking these out in the workout. Now, I have a lot of people that possess a lot of uh, natural athletic ability and strength. So you might be able to get one bar muscle up or you might even be able to get two. But once you pair that with another movement, uh, like let's say a deadlift or some wall balls or something of that sort where it just kind of tires you out, you're going to get back onto that pull-up bar and you're not going to be able to do that bar muscle up. And the reason why is there's not the foundation of practice that lies underneath. So with this little short solo cast that I'm making here, I just really want to preach the value of practice, right? Like if, if it was any other sport like basketball, baseball, you know, whatever, football, you'd be running drills and you'd be practicing those drills. Not every single time you would line up, it would be like, all right, we're going to go on an all-out scrimmage play here and hope that I possess this skill at the end of it. It takes a lot of intentful practice. And from a coaching standpoint, if you guys own a gym, one of the things that I did that has helped substantially, like not only with being able to coach some of these um, skills, but just to give everybody a chance to slow down is we've done every two minutes for 10 sets. So it's 20 total minutes. Um, we do three position snatch or three position clean with one jerk at the end. And then we start these uh, technical skills uh, technical Barbara skills off with usually doing some sort of um, gymnastic practice as a part of our warm up. So we bring them in, we stretch everybody out, you know, we get everybody limbered up, and then we'll pick one. It'll either be handstand practice, and we'll start at a basic level with a wall walk or, you know, even something more basic than that, which is a plank and shoulder tap so they can learn some stability through the shoulders and uh, supporting their body weight. So even if you have something that's brand, brand new, you still got somewhere to start, building all the way up to some of the more uh, experienced athletes being able to practice walking on their hands a little bit. But developing from a coaching standpoint, developing a couple of um, what's the word I'm looking for progressions. And you can find these on, on YouTube. There's so many great ones out there. You could go to CrossFit.com and find some super awesome progressions. But go and finding a couple of progressions, picking one that's saying, hey, this person just started CrossFit today. Picking another one that says this person's been doing it for a year or so and is moving forward in their skills. How do I help this athlete? And then incorporating anything in between that gets you from, you know, the beginning stage to them practicing the full movement and then applying that previous to the workout. So we do about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of a uh, skill work once we're warmed up and everything else. And we usually hold uh, the whole class on a clock every 30 seconds we practice and then there's rest built in or 20 seconds of practice, 40 seconds of rest. That way you could just keep your class together so you don't have all these people kind of, it's just impossible to coach at all if everybody's just on their own time and on their own thing. So my suggestion is do like an every 30 second clock and a minute and just roughly follow it. That way the whole, you could keep control and keep the flow of the class going in the direction you want to. But that has been something that has been really eye-opening for me as a coach. We started incorporating those in and it gives you time to coach with the, once you finish the skill work part and you move into the technical lifting, with the every two minutes, you could sit there, watch one to two athletes go through the whole three position clean. At the end of that lift, you still have some time where they're not super out of breath or they're not just like dying in the Metcon where they're not going to hear your advice anyways. But now I could go up, I could give a couple good coaching cues, I could have them focus on maybe one 
or two things, no more than one or two things. If you have a real advanced athlete, you might be able to put a third cue in there for them to focus on, but really it's going to be one thing for our brand new people or maybe one to two things. Um, and then as a coach during that in-between lifting time, you could interject, uh, you know, those coaching cues and kind of give them something to focus on for the day. And then when they're um, going through the lifts, they have something of intent, right? And lifting with intent is so important. So halfway through that three position clean, you could go up to one of the, any of our athletes in the gym halfway through the day and you could say, Hey, what are you, what are you working on in this three position clean today? And they could tell you exactly what they're working on. And then that helps build their, you know, obviously their competence in the skill, but it also helps with their overall education. Because if you're isolating each position and you're kind of giving those progressive steps with the skills, you're giving each little baby step as it goes on. And they could really take the time to uh, learn that information and then embody that information and then practice what you have given. A lot of time it's tough when you're just given a couple cues right as they're warming up before you get into the workout because we know once that music gets turned up, once that three, two, one go hits, it's really tough for people to uh, slow down, take a step back and focus more on either a skill, whether it be, like I said, barbell or gymnastics. So I hope you guys, if you are coaching out there, if you're in charge of programming for an affiliate, uh, this is something that I really hope you guys consider. You could go to CrossFitLivermore.com and you could kind of see some of the every two minute barbell work we've done paired with the skill work. Um, it's been a popular day. I didn't think it was going to go over as well as it did with our members and it went over great. And now it really allows us, uh, the appropriate time to practice the movements, which is something that I feel is just so missed in CrossFit. And... The other time is when you give them, or the other thing, not the other time, but the other thing is when you start to give those little baby steps, it washes away that feeling or of entitlement of like, well, why shouldn't I be there already? I've been doing this for eight months. Is it a problem with the program? Like, why don't I have my bar muscle ups? Why don't I have my butterfly pull ups? Why can't I snatch more than I did when I came in? And if you say, well, look, here's all your progressions from the baby step all the way to the skill, or here's your three position where we've isolated position one, position two, and then a pull from the floor, you could really get technical and analyze, hey, no, this is the stuff you need to complete before you can move on to the next step. And it helps take that entitlement away because you've given them a clear path to that skill. You've given them a clear path to having confidence in that barbell movement. And they no longer feel like, okay, I'm owed this. They see, all right, I got to do that work. I got to go from point A to B to C to D to get to where I need to, to need to be rather than just assuming or feeling robbed because I've been coming here for so long and I still can't do butterfly pull-ups. So the same joke I always make in a very nice way to my members is I say, remember the barbell, the pull-up bar, none of them care about your feelings. And in this uh, 2020 weird world we live in, a lot of people just expect and they're entitled. And I just love it because it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter where you came from. None of that matters when it comes to the barbell and when it comes to the pull-up bar. There's no prejudice towards uh, sex, race, not, nothing. It just, it is what it is. It's very black and white. Either you've put in the time, either you've done the work and you possess the skill or you haven't. And no amount of entitlement, complaining, wishing, or hoping is going to change that fact. And that is something that I love because there's nothing holding you back but yourself. So here's where you want Here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. The only thing left to do is the work in between. So for some of you guys that are um, maybe newer to CrossFit or you're reaching kind of that eight month year path, I really hope you take this a little bit to heart here and start really slowing down, practicing your skills, taking that extra time. 
um, to just be intentful with what you're doing rather than just charging through a Metcon. And if you're a coach or you program for an affiliate, I hope uh, I kind of jogged some ideas as how you guys could fit in some skill work as well as some um, barbell skill work with still keeping the class together and still making it fun. Uh, and just a last caveat on the every two minutes for 10 sets with the three position, I usually allow people to build in weight relevant to the skill. So I always use the word like just make sure you have enough bar, a weight on the bar to give you some feedback. Um, and then the ones that are a little bit more experienced, they could kind of lift until they reach, okay, about this weight. We start to see some breakdown in the technique. Let's go a little bit less than that weight and let's focus on what's breaking down in the lift and really drill that in. So I hope as coaches, this has given you guys some sort of a direction on how to implement that into your programming. And again, as athletes, I hope this has given you some sort of know-how or a path to get to those skills to where you want to be. So get with the coach, discuss with your what your goals are, figure out a path to get there, and then it is on you, my friend, to practice. Put in the work. The only way you're going to get to where you want to be in life is by putting in the work. Okay, I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, short little episode. I was just feeling it. Wanted to throw it on out here. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you.